Hey girl, happy Thursday. Welcome back to the show. Today we're doing something a tad differently. We're going to talk about some ways to help someone who doesn't want help. I want to hit on this subject because there's many of you out there that are struggling with your own relationship with food and body. You're struggling to be open to the idea that maybe you need support. Maybe you need help and encouragement. I would have never gotten help for myself, I don't think. It really took somebody in my life who loved me too much to see me struggle anymore. And so today is for that person, for you. If you're listening and you're trying to help someone that doesn't want help, this episode is truly going to bless your heart. And friend, if you're that person who is struggling in this place, you know you have an unhealthy relationship with eating and thoughts consume you every day around food, but maybe you're just not ready to embrace the fact that there is an issue. I encourage you to listen in because I just want you to hear that my show is a place of support and love and friend, I see you even if I can't see you. And I want you to know that just listening in is going to give you so much encouragement. So thanks for being here. Let's get started for today's show. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Hey girl, today I'm sharing with you seven ways to help someone who's close to your heart and your life, who maybe doesn't want help or who maybe doesn't feel like they have a problem or yet they haven't vocally shared, right? That there is an unhealthy behavior or an unhealthy relationship with themselves and their eating, their mind, all of the thoughts. And you realize it because maybe you're really close to them and maybe you see it on the regular. You're seeing a bunch of weight loss or unhealthy behaviors. You're seeing isolation. I encourage you today to go and listen to episode nine, My Mom Saved My Life and Five Ways to Support a Loved One with an Eating Disorder. That is a true gem. I think you're gonna love that episode. But for today's show, I want to talk about the different ways that you can help someone in your life if they're struggling and they simply don't want help. They're not there yet. And friend, if you're listening in and you're just like, you know what, that's me. I know I have an unhealthy relationship with my food and all these crazy eating disorder behaviors and these thoughts that are in my mind, yet... I'm not ready to come forward. I'm just not ready. I don't feel like I can surrender it. I'm still stuck in the pit. Then today, I hope this episode really blesses you because the purpose of the show is to create support and to create guidance for you and to give you an opportunity to know and to understand and to believe that if there's proof out there that other people have recovered from this, then that's all you need. You're not any different from me. I'm not any different from someone else that's been struggling. I spent years of my life trapped 
and anorexia, trapped believing that I wasn't good enough, trapped believing that I failed at everything. Even during recovery, it was the hardest struggle. And yet I'm here to tell you, it's possible. I'm here to tell you that I have ice cream with my kids. I'm here to tell you that I'm not chained to the scale. Sister, I know it's possible because I've lived it. And that's what I'm here to tell you. And what I wanted to share with some that are struggling is it's okay to not be there yet. It's okay to not wave your hand up because that requires a sense of guilt and sense of shame sometimes. You feel like, how have I been doing this to myself? I'm ashamed to admit it. Our place of depression with eating disorder thoughts and what it does to our hearts and our minds and our life It's so debilitating in so many ways. It's so much more than just food. It's so much more than just being skinny and getting the right support, getting the right love, being able to experience kindness, like human to human kindness for someone to see you is so extremely important if you're in that place. So if that's you, I want you to know that I totally get it. That's why I do what I do. And I help women just like you Come to this place of acceptance. Come to this place of awareness. Come to this place of complete and full surrender to the process. Knowing that maybe you have been feeling like it's just not for you. That recovery is too hard and you're unsure and you're fearful and you don't want to gain weight. I get it because I was feeling all of those same feelings. But sister, what you need is to understand that life is so much bigger than this place. Life is so much bigger than being stuck in your comfort zone and being miserable. Life is so much bigger than being fearful to gain weight. There's so much more for you here. You can get through this with the right support, love, and kindness. And so I believe in an open door type policy. I believe in the proper guidance and education. And I owe that to my own story because I probably on my own wouldn't have gone in and walked right in to a therapist or my doctor and said, I have a problem. And if that's you and you've done that, like I give you props on props because that takes so much strength. But for those of you who are stuck and you're just sitting in this place and you realize there is a huge issue, but you're not ready to come out with it, I want you to know that there's support for you. You can send me a personal and private email at info at I would love to talk with you about coaching and the services that I provide. And I would love to be a part of your care team. If you do have a therapist, a dietitian, a nutritionist, a doctor that you're working with as part of your journey. Today, I want to talk about seven different ways that if you're that person that you've tried so much and you just feel like you're at wit's end and you're not sure what to do next and the person that you love in your life just doesn't want support and help, you keep just getting pushback. I'm gonna talk about some ways today that can be very helpful to your journey, okay? So number one is just talk with them. I want you to have a conversation with the person in your life without any expectation. Simply talk. Tell them how you feel. Show them how you care. I mentioned that human to human, that I see you type of love and kindness. That's what it took for me. And not just one time, but over and over and over. I remember when I was deep in the trenches of my eating disorder and my parents wanted to sit me down and have a conversation. I rolled my eyes. I told them they were crazy. It was a blow up. It didn't go well. And then I went into my room, knew in my heart what I was doing was harming me and didn't care. 
and continued. That wasn't just the one and done conversation. It was, they never gave up. They constantly approached me. They constantly talked with me about it. They constantly tried to figure out ways behind the scenes, which some of them I'm gonna share with you today, on how they could help me, how they could support me. Because it's important that the person that is struggling feels loved and heard. And so that brings us to number two, listen. Listen, hear them. Don't get argumentative. Don't have an expectation like I had mentioned prior. Don't get angry, just listen. One of the most valuable skills, and I know this from being an eating disorder recovery coach, is listening. You can learn so much about somebody by just listening. And guess what? They feel heard, they feel seen, they feel loved, they feel like you care. Simply sitting them down and talking with them and telling them how you feel and showing them that you care and then listening. What does this look like? Hey, I want you to know that I'm extremely, extremely concerned. I love you more than anything on this planet. I'm concerned because I've noticed these patterns and behaviors and it's just unlike you. I want you to know that you mean the world to me and I don't know what I would do if you weren't here. I wanna hear what's going on in your life. I want you to know I'm always here to hear what's going on in your life. But I don't wanna judge and I don't want to condemn and I don't want to have an argument. I simply just want to hear your heart. Friend, sometimes people are receptive to that and sometimes they're not ready. And that has nothing to do with you, but everything to do with their struggle, okay? When my parents came to me and sat me down and wanted to have these conversations, I left frustrated because I was mad at myself already. I felt depleted and I was in denial, quite frankly. And maybe many of you are there right now and maybe the person that you love is there right now. It's okay to be there. I want you to talk with them, number one. I want you to listen, and I want you to watch your words. The more educated you can be on eating disorders, if there is somebody in your life you believe has an eating disorder or an unhealthy relationship with food and disordered eating, is to watch your words. When you start blaming, when you start throwing things their way that come off as very judgmental or accusatory, or you start manipulating, that's when you've gotten into this bargaining problem. Like, I'm gonna take away XYZ if you don't come clean about this, or I'm gonna force you into a treatment facility if you don't get your act together. I get the frustration, I understand, and I might even have had multiple conversations with my own parents about those exact things. But I want you to know that that pushes the person away. It doesn't open up the space for that healthy love, support, and healing to grow. It doesn't plant the seed that this person legit cares and I need to be concerned myself about what's going on in my life. It pushes the person away back into the cave that they've put around themselves because of the isolation of an eating disorder. And so it's so important to watch your words. Number four is do research. There are so many facilities, depending upon where you live, you can seriously talk with places that in some cases will provide and facilitate semi-interventions or they will try to talk with the person that would potentially be seeking care, right? So there's a lot of rules and I'll talk a little bit about that, but it's so very important for you to do your research and present that, which leads me into the next one. Ask the person that you love to see a doctor 
or their family doctor, or make an appointment, or go to a therapist. It depends on how you ask. Again, we're not pushing this on them. Like, you need to go see a doctor because you won't eat a cheeseburger. Or I'm going to force you to go do this because you are determined not to eat anything. It's love, not manipulation. I get it. You're struggling because you're dealing with this from the opposite lens, right? Like you just want to help them. You just want them to see that what they're doing is harmful. I remember my mom talking with me about some of this and it's just like she wanted to shake me and say, Lindsay, what you're doing to yourself, I can't allow you to do because I love you and you're my only child. But at the same time, my eyes, they were clouded. They had like scales. Their filter was off. Sister, I just wasn't ready to face it. What ended up happening for me is I ended up going in to see my doctor for a pap smear. And then my doctor was able to tell like I'm malnourished and refer me to a therapist who later was actually part of an eating disorder center. And I was able to get the support that I needed, but I wouldn't have voluntarily gone into that. If that's you and you're in this place right now, I do want to encourage to seek help and support for yourself. Because back when I received support, there was less support. It was harder. It was harder. But friend, if you're in this place right now, it's okay to admit. I get it. It's, it's shame and it's guilt. And it's what if somebody is going to force me to do something that I don't want to do. But friend, if you're listening to my show, there's hope in your heart that you want change. There's hope placed in your heart for a reason. And I fully believe that that reason is that you can get yourself out of this. You have the power to do that. It's time that you start believing in that power. And friend, if you're listening and you're like, I've tried all the things, I don't know what to do to help, then I want you to know that there's also different ways, despite some of the things that I've talked about, like a general conversation, listening, watching your words with them, asking them to go to the doctor, doing your research. Number five is maybe coaching is an option for you. Yes, I primarily work with women who are looking for that support and healing for recovery because I truly believe that until it is a self-choice that a person makes, like I want to recover for me and surrender from it, it's very hard, right? We don't want to be literally leading the horse to water. We want the person to willingly be volunteering to get help and support. That person can get to that place on their own and yes, anorexia, eating disorders are extremely dangerous. So it's so important to educate yourselves and try to push them along that path. But at the end of the day, depending upon their age, it really is that person's choice. And so what I believe is despite some of these things I've talked about, maybe those aren't working, maybe coaching is an option. A thought around this is, you know, I've had clients come to me and say, my daughter needs some help and support, and I'm just unsure of what to do next. And I will talk with an example here, the daughter, if she's willing to talk with me and talk to her about what she needs and talk to her about what she's feeling, even if it's just to provide more resources and support that I can't provide because I'm not clinical. But I will say that coaching is, again, a lot of listening. It's a lot of, let's look at the here and now. Let's look at what we can do to move forward. We're not digging up traumatic experiences. We're not doing those things that are very clearly in a therapist type lean. We're really supporting what can we focus on right now to get you into a better place. And so maybe you need a coach. And if that's you, 
reach out to info at lindsaynickel.com. I'm so happy to hear from you. You can also fill out a client application on the website, lindsaynickel.com. Number six, according to the National Eating Disorder Association and Monte Nito, there are other yet somewhat drastic options. These options do involve legal systems and really should not be taken lightly, but I did want to touch on them today. So there are some involuntary admissions that can take place. A judge would obviously need to determine the parameters of an individual and the mindset of that individual that's needing care and be able to determine whether or not that person is irrational in terms of decision-making for themselves and can provide those decisions in terms of their own self-care. But this is also relative to your state regulations, where you live, your country, that sort of thing as well. So there are other options. Number seven is hospital. Depending again where you're listening, there are some emergency situations. And so hospitals can hold individuals that do have eating disorder behaviors due to physical state and your current condition. So let's say you get admitted because you have severe malnutrition or dehydration, or maybe you're an abuser of laxatives, and so there's some stuff going on there. There's kidney problems or heart failure. There's other risk and illnesses related. There are different rules dependent upon this, right? So don't take this at face value, but there are some regulations as well but hospitals can hold you to help provide the support and care that you need. And then during that process, you know, a mental health professional can come in and talk with you. Um, There's different things that can happen to where you can get that support and care that you need outside of a hospital level care. And so that's an option as well. What I wanna share today is that ultimately, this is the choice of the person that is struggling. But what I also want to share is have faith Sometimes taking a step back allows that person to take a step forward. Sometimes taking a step back allows that person to take a step forward. I remember my parents hounding me and hounding me and hounding me until one day I was tired of hearing it. I completely blocked it out. And then I didn't hear it for a little while. And then I wondered, like, do they still care? Do they still love me? Are they over me? Like, are they tired of dealing with this? Again, in my mind, I'm thinking, gosh, I'm such a failure as a daughter. I wonder what they really think. And then I just decided to surrender. I decided it was too hard. I decided to literally reach up and trust that God had me right where I needed to be. And I will never forget the gratitude and love and just full on open arms that my mom had for me. And if she had closed that door, it would have been so much harder. But the love and the support and the kindness and the open door and the guidance, just knowing she was there, knowing she was there was enough. At that point, I was ready, and it didn't happen overnight, but I was like, whatever I need to do, I will do. And so I just want to give you some hope today. Tom Bordet says this, they say a person needs just three things to be truly happy in this world. Someone to love, something to do, and something to hope for. Sister, today, if you're seeking hope from an eating disorder, I just wanna encourage you, you've found your home. Come on out to our private community, Right now, we're Hope and Healing for Eating Disorder Recovery. I want to meet you there. We're going to be doing some fun things over there very soon. So please join us. And I encourage you to keep listening. Go back to some of these episodes and listen your heart out because there are so many nuggets here that you're going to find if you listen long enough that are going to hit home for you. Hope is possible for you. 
recovery is possible for you. Literally being able to live your life without obsessive thoughts around food and caring about what others think about you or what you think about your body is possible for you. That's called freedom. And friend, if you're here and you're struggling and you feel like you just want to help someone, you just want to shake that person in your life who doesn't want help, hope is possible for you too. I encourage you to talk with them, listen, hear them, watch your words, do your research, ask them to seek some care, and maybe coaching is an option. Remember, there are other drastic measures that can be taken, and sometimes emergency situations do occur, and you can assess those as well. Friend, I want you to know that you didn't cause this. This is something that you can help support by just being there, by being there, by showing love, and continuing to never give up on that person that you love. I want you to know today, friend, that I love you, and I'm so happy and blessed that you're listening in. Thank you again for being here, and I look forward to you listening in on Monday. All right, girl. Bye for now. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.